Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Buffy podcast that is, like, totally misunderstood. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Are we just gonna, like, do the podcast in these voices, like, for the whole time? Yeah, this is a really bitchy episode, and we decided to celebrate by, like, really bitching up our voices for this. But, like, nobody understands anyone in this episode and, like, what they're going through. Like, mostly it's really hard to be a young teenage white girl in America when your mom makes a suspicious amount of money. (laughs) And you have an older sister who, like, totally doesn't get you. There were, like, so many gallery drops in this episode. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's like, hey, Joyce works in a gallery. (laughs) Better fucking remember that shit. Have we not brought it up in two seasons? Well, we're bringing it up now. (laughs) The last time was Dead Man's Party, right? Like, actually two full seasons ago. Legitimately two seasons ago. All right. This is season five, episode two, Real Me, original air date, October 3rd, 2000. And you're welcome, everyone. We're not going to do those voices the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're unwelcome because Dawn does it. (laughs) Sunam. We've been very clear about what her name is. Uh, She's the worst, eh? (laughs) (laughs) She is a handful what is she? Will, yeah. yeah. She's a she's a heck of a character. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we start off without any Sanam. Buffy's doing some meditation that's led by Ripples. It's sort of like we're back to doing Tai Chi. Although this is a lot more impressive than Tai Chi. Not to shit on Tai Chi or whatever. <laughs> but like, this is pretty impressive. I mean, she does the Luke one-armed handstand, which is pretty badass. Yeah. Okay, where is this training area? That's an excellent question. It looks like the back of the magic box. Doesn't but it? it can't be. <laughs> because they haven't gotten that yet. But I think later right. we'll find that it is indeed the back of the magic box. And they just hope we would all forget about that. Yeah, basically. That was my question here, too. Like, where the fuck do you think you're doing this? Do Are you going to bring it up that you have some real training space? No, that's fine. That's anyway, fine. Anyway, crystals are here, too. Because, like, those are great for unfracturing your aura. Yo, we got everything. We got Tai Chi. We got crystals. (laughs) Yeah. It's all the classic training things. (laughs) Honestly, though, Buffy's new stunt double is crushing it. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. when she's doing the one-armed thing, I am fairly (laughs) suspicious that her feet are being supported in some way. I would fucking hope so. (laughs) But, like, when she's doing the other thing, it doesn't look like they are. Yeah, she is very impressive. Definitely earning her wages. And, uh, Michaela, we're seeing Buffy doing this training over a few of the post-credits credits. Ooh. Or something before Anyway, uh... <laughs> guest starring Mercedes McNabb, maybe? <laughs> oh, man, let's have some fun. Yeah, we're gonna see Harmony again, and it's gonna be so good. Harmony's always good value. Very very good value. Yeah, and Buffy's training is just interrupted by Dawn because, of course, Dawn is the worst. <laughs> but She's the worst. as we will, as we will learn continually, Dawn is actually the best and really misunderstood. And like everyone else around her is the worst, especially Buffy, but not Xander. 
Xander's not the worst. <laughs> Xander's the only person she likes, basically. Oh man, it's well, no, it's uh, she it's likes rough. Willow and Xander, and like peripherally, she, she likes like Tara. Yeah, and Giles is deeply flawed in that he is old, but otherwise <laughs> generally inoffensive. She just doesn't really feel like she can connect to Giles because he's not woke at all. He's <laughs> right. What's he's the opposite? Far too old of woke. Uh, basic. <laughs> I don't think Giles. No, Giles is not basic. Low key. Uh, <laughs> trying to throw around some slang that I've heard from youths in my life, and it's just not working, is it? I think there okay. aren't enough youths in your life. <laughs> no, there are too many. <laughs> so we see Buffy and Don and. Joyce making some breakfast, and uh, Dawn is, of course, the worst. Did you see Dawn in the credits? No, I didn't, actually. That makes a lot of sense. She is very important, but, like, again, Tara's still getting the shaft, you know? (laughs) Well, I was wondering, because I didn't actually see her, and I was wondering, like, is she just not going to be in some of these episodes for the season? Because that feels weird. (laughs) Mm. She's pretty pretty central to a lot of things that are going to happen, and... Nothing has been made of a new character being here yet, so that's good. Yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything is totally fine. Buffy's top is fire emoji, Michaela. Yo, it's got it's so... fun written on it. <laughs> so this is my first picture, just fun, right? Right. It's got yellow fun on it. It's sequined up all the front, and then the back is just surprisingly open. It's so spicy. With, like, the knot on the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so spicy, yes. So I have a similar picture. So mm. you... You have two pictures to capture the things that I captured in one picture. So we've got Buffy's spicy top. She's got, first of all, like a knee-length skirt, which is a real departure, which you can't see here, but you can see in my picture. And like this strangely tiny belt with it. I don't know what that's Mm -hmm. about. And then she also has a fairly large ring on and like a crazy pink bracelet thing happening. Mm-hmm. So good. This is the year of midriff. Yeah, no, we're getting into that midriff. Like even Dawn's rocking the midriff. This is why I've called this picture everything because I've just captured. <laughs> I've captured it all. You know. <laughs> you did very well. Yeah, because I've also got this bananas thing Joyce <sighs> well, is wearing. <laughs> so you told me before I had watched this episode <laughs> that there was going to be something that Joyce wore that was crazy, you, and I was not prepared. You were not prepared. I thought I actually like had a moment of worry that I had ruined it for you, that you were going to have these notions. And then I thought, no, there's no way he can possibly expect this. <laughs> okay, so leopard print button up shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Over that, we have a, I'm going to charitably call it a vest. I was going to use that exact wording. <laughs> like, because it doesn't go it doesn't come together at the front. It only comes together at the front top. Because and of you're like, what? The giant gold safety pin that she's put in okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I've been informed this is a shawl pin. And I've also been informed that it's totally real. So make of that what you will. It's it's a safety pin that is a good, like, six inches long. There's nothing safe about it. It makes sense that it has a different name than safety pin. Yeah. It's so dangerous, yeah. No, this is such a crazy (laughs) fucking outfit. I can definitely see this giant pin being used to, like, pin a shawl closed. Because there's no... This is not a shawl. No, but there's no other way to pin a shawl. This is just, again, a vest? I guess? (laughs) Yeah. It's a vest question mark. A vest? (laughs) 
you know, Joyce is like, okay, yesterday was a shirt day. Today's a vest day. <laughs> I really enjoy that you called this picture Fall of Joyce. And <laughs> Riley's going to come in and be like, hey, Joyce, you're looking really good today. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't lie to her. She knows. <laughs> hey, she put thought and effort into this outfit. <laughs> Neither one of those. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's... It's terrible. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. So throughout this entire fucking thing, like the entire episode, we're getting Dawn's voiceover <laughs> as she is and writing in her journal and exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I have something underline. for this. Okay, go for it. So this is just to, to be slightly more forgiving to this mm-hmm. journal garbage. So at her original conception, like the conception of the idea of Dawn, they... Right thought she was going to be around 12 but then they cast michelle trachtenberg who is clearly not 12 and then they said that she was 14 but how old is she in this that is an excellent question i don't know okay she's um 85 she was born in okay so so then in 2000 she's 15 yeah yeah so because this is september so yeah yeah, she's 15 yeah so that's quite close then to but yeah no, no way was she passing for 12 no like yeah so the first few scripts were still written in the voice of a 12-year-old, and they decided not to change that for whatever reason. Yeah, the whole thing where she's just stealing Buffy's breakfast for no reason. Right. And you're like, what's what's going on now? Why why is this happening? Like, oh yeah, I had a, an older sister. By the time that I was 12... This was not no. an issue. The character of Dawn was also originally intended to have the power to speak to the dead or to be able to move <laughs> objects with her mind. <laughs> oh, I love that. How much oh, the, more annoying would that shit be? <laughs> those super early days ideas. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So in these first few episodes with Dawn, it's going to be worse, Is I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, because I don't remember hating her this much. She is... <laughs> this is a particularly bad one, for sure. You know what? Let's just get into our first segment. Too many cooks. It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter, too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you've got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. All right, do tell. Do you have inklings of what Too Many Cooks is about? No, no. Okay, so last season, I'll say that this show wasn't 100% sure what to do with several of its main characters. Correct. At least Giles and Xander. Yeah. Probably lump Rifi in there to some extent, although he was inquisitioning, so sure. Yeah. He had some stuff to do, but definitely Giles and Xander. Definitely. Like, nothing happened with them. This episode, the season, has decided... To remedy that by making the bold choice of introducing another main character to the cast. <laughs> oh, but she's she's and, just a plot device, you know? You just gotta think to yourself, like, is that... Do you want to double down on this? Like, is that the <laughs> way to go with it? And yet, I will come around and say, at the same time, this episode provides more for Giles and arguably Xander to do than they had in the entirety of last season. They get some shit for Giles out of the way that is actually a full 
at least half season late. Oh, at least. At least. (laughs) And they just couldn't find time for it in those, I mean, laden later episodes that they had to just do it now. Like, like, really, how long did it take Giles to go from, hmm, this owner's dead, to, you know, (laughs) these profit margins are pretty ridiculous. To stealing? Uh, We'll get to there. We'll get to it. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, no, when the shop owner dies, then the building is just up for grabs, right? (laughs) Who first come, first serve. Okay, let's get to midlife what now, which is my next picture. Okay, wait, I have one more. I have one more thing. Ooh. I just, I really enjoyed Dawn's Harry Potter reference. Right? Oh my god. When I think about how old Harry Potter is as a book series, it's so it fucking shatters topical. me. Like, yeah, so, it's so topical now. Let's give you some, some context. As I said, this episode aired October 3rd, 2000. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was released July 8th, 2000. Yeah. So it's like topical as hell. Yeah, it, this is mid-Harry Potter hype. If yeah. It has ever died down. I, it has died down. I guess though. it has. Like, people still really like it, but it's not what everyone is talking about yes, to the same extent. Definitely not. <laughs> and, yeah, when I think that the frenzy. this old show is halfway through that book series, I'm like, oh, no. It's but messed with messed I thought with of those mind. as recent in some way. Because they do yeah, still no. feel kind of recent. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> All right. So, we come now to the next picture. Woo! Midlife, what now? What now? <laughs> Finally, Giles. This is just the episode of Giles getting the things he should have had last season. <laughs> yes, that's entirely my point in Too Many Cooks. Like, yeah. he's got the red convertible now, and I'm like, cool. That's something that I called out as having happened last season. Well, this is just like, it. Like, what episode was it that his car was totaled? And just nothing until now. And now it's a new car. And you're like, how did he... He didn't get places because he didn't go places last season, I guess. That's true. But, like, no, no, he just didn't have a car until now? Why the fuck couldn't you find a couple minutes? It's not that big a joke. And it fits so well when it's closer to his midlife crisis episode in which his car gets wrecked. How did he afford this BMW convertible? (laughs) It's a lease. It is absolutely a lease. Yeah. So it's red BMW convertible, top down. He's got a leather jacket on, and yes. Midlife what now? It's so midlifey. It's great. And he's playing it off. Well, he's trying to play it off like, oh, it's just a car. No big deal. But yeah, they see Willow and Tara, and he's like, oh, I'm going to show them my car. <laughs> yeah, so they hop out and start talking to those folks. We get Don's every single thought on how (laughs) everyone in the world relates to her which we do need to have because this is a new character and we do need to establish how she relates to other people so but it's a television show you could show and not tell pretty easily what if they showed and tell i guess they that would be the best of both that is what they do They definitely make a point of telling. Oh, God. Uh, This is my picture shiniest. Ooh. Because Willow's Willow's lips. I'm telling you. That gloss. The the lip gloss that we are in. It's just not going to stop for probably the rest of this fucking show. It's midriff and lip gloss. (laughs) And Buffy's got some hoop earrings again. I I think hoop earrings are big. 
Yeah, hoop earrings are really big right now. <laughs> uh, also something that I didn't get a picture of, but Buffy definitely has. She's wearing some sunglasses and takes them off and puts them into a blue leopard print sunglasses bag oh. that then goes into her purple handbag. And I'm what? like, yes, bitch. Bagception. Yes. Dawn is also carrying around a cat bag. It just looks like a big cat oh, face. Oh, fuck. But there was God. such, it was such like a quick shot of it. I could not get it. I I gave up. All right. That's fine. So yeah, they need to go to the magic box to get some books about Buffy's Slayer heritage so that they can learn about who she is. I have a and continuity question. Dawn stuff. What's up? So in the previous episode, there was a bit of a gag where Joyce is talking about swearing off men altogether in front of Willow and Tara, and they share a knowing look, implying that right. she doesn't know about the lesbian sex. And then right. in this episode, Dawn says that she wishes Willow and Tara would teach her some of the stuff they do together. <laughs> and her mom got really quiet, which implies that Joyce does know about the lesbian sex. So I don't know what to think. I had the exact same continuity question. And then I was like, oh, it's a fucking television show, you know? <laughs> they don't remember who knows what. Maybe they... They felt bad and finally told Joyce. Because God knows Joyce is the last person to learn every piece of information. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. And also, again, paints Joyce in this oddly homophobic, slayer-phobic brush. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that at least is good continuity. She hasn't changed her ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's, sure thing. Okay. So, magic box is dark and trashed inside oh, no. looks like there's been some sort of burglary we also see the name magic box for the first time in a very clear establishing shot and then we pan through the entirety of the interior here to be like remember the magic shop that we've definitely seen before and it, we're not using a new set for it always looked like this it was definitely always this big yeah <laughs> and absolutely. right beside the espresso pub actually i think it was uh -huh. there it was always beside the espresso pump. It looked 100% different, though. Yeah, it was tiny. It was actually in a different corner on Sunnydale Main Street. It, yeah. Anyway, we get a nice <laughs> establishing shot of it. And I'm glad to be back in the magic box after five fucking seasons oh, of this show. Jesus Christ. It, you look at it and you what just think... What did Giles do last right? season? And, like, this is such a better place for everyone to hang out than Giles' oh, house. so much better. So much so better. So much better. So they go in. Willow somehow manages to miss an entire dead body and trip over it. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, another one of the owners of this magic shop has been killed in manner most mysterious. And I'm like, oh, if only there were a handsome middle-aged man to take over here. <laughs> he was apparently the third on the show to, like, the third yep. magic shop owner to die. So Correct. Yeah, because there was the one that Angel killed. Right. And then there was the one that Spike killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there's this one. Oh, it's not a, it's not a good place to, to work, clearly. No, you need crosses up in it. That's for damn sure. Right? Yeah. But... Yeah. Giles is unconcerned. They send Dawn outside to protect her from the scary death. Right. And instead, she's confronted by a scary, crazy dude Ooh. who calls her curds and whey. And I'm like, hey. Ooh. That's some continuity right there. Tells her right that there. she doesn't belong here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well. And then I guess he just like leaves or whatever because he's gone. Yeah, he just goes away. I mean, he's crazy. What's he, what's he doing there? Right. Sure. So I may have inferred that in this episode they would be more clear about this whole Dawn thing. <laughs> they they aren't. 
How long no. How long do you think they're going to string us along for? Uh, most of the season, I'm guessing. <laughs> because, yeah. No, it's not going to be that long. So, because okay. it's a weird sort of thing where the audience knows something that none of the characters know. Right. And how so, long yeah, is that interesting that for? Too long. Right? Right. So it, it's not going to be that bad. I My only real problem with it, I understand that Dawn has been, you know, written into all of their past experiences, like, in their mm-hmm. minds. But yeah. who's her father? Well, Buffy's parents were together, like, for a while after Buffy was born, right? Buffy. Because there was that Actually, scene. no, you're Didn't right. Didn't Angel see them oh. fighting in the house? And then how old was Buffy at that time? 16. <laughs> 15 sure right yeah. yeah okay but still like and buffy's only years, yeah only what yeah she's only like five years older than dawn okay yeah five years okay. older because she's 19 right that's now. fine then i don't know i felt like they were a lot further apart but anyways yeah it's fine and then the scoobies go and disturb us crime scene <laughs> bringing us into our second segment <laughs> blood spatter analysis <laughs> constantly do like i don't think that there are police in sunnydale anymore that's <laughs> like incompetence in police work is one thing <laughs> the level of not giving a fuck about bodies that have clearly been moved <laughs> oh, rearranged geez. maybe you interview the next guy who buys the magic shop at like a suspiciously low price and you're like hey how did you know mr bogarty and he's like well i always admired his shop but i would have never done i mean i'd like to speak to a lawyer and you're like yeah fucking arrest that man but no no cops should be all over this shit and they've barely been in like any sort of uh impedance to buffy in the past the last time we saw the cops i guess would be when faith Switched bodies with Buffy. Yeah. Because Joyce called the cops on Faith at that time. Right. And they were not doing anything. And then Faith got snatched. Yeah. The idea that the police are interested in dead bodies is very problematic. (laughs) And honestly, like, do we want that in this show? But uh, surely there's one episode in the next three seasons where they're like, hey, guys, you know what would be fun like a single episode, we can do a one-shot about it. It's just the Scoobies go in and they disturb another crime scene and that <laughs> catches up with them in some uh, way. Do they not do that? Because they should. The police are never going to feature heavily in this show. Oh, God. Oh. It just furthers the feelings of incompetence. I did have a moment of pure joy when our theory was mm-hmm. confirmed and Giles said that the rent was very low because of the death rate. Oh yeah. I was oh, yeah. just so happy. <laughs> okay, so they investigate all of the things that police would normally do. They're looking over receipts for what used to be there. Giles is getting ideas about how awesome and profitable such a place would be and how they wouldn't track dirt all over his apartment anymore. So, a bunch of Vampires killed this guy. No mm-hmm. one has reported it yet. And if they don't report it, the police need not be involved. <laughs> oh my god. So, a <laughs> couple things were stolen. Books about Buffy's uh, Slayer heritage, which may be important. And also, strangely, Aww. a rather kitschy unicorn figurine. Oh. And you're like, who could have done that? I wonder. 
Who would be interested in such a thing? Our friend with the gold pants, I guess, is the answer to that <laughs> it's question. Harmony! Ah, oh, the goldest! Oh, these pants. And her shirt is all shiny and black. Oh, it's so sequin. Yep. Oh my god, all of Harmony's outfit is so good here. The shiny gold pants really bring it home for me. I think yeah. she just she just keeps getting better and better looking too. Absolutely. Because she's actually the age they're all supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when this started, she was actually like a teenager. God. Yeah. So she legitimately is just getting better looking because she's getting closer to 25, the peak of attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so we're on the downhill. Oh, we're there. on the downhill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, our bodies are falling apart. That's what we said, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Harmony's looking fantastic. And uh uh-oh, Michaela, there's a fresh new band of vamps in town. Oh, no. And they're going to kill the Slayer tonight. Harmony's been, like, skimming book jackets, so... (laughs) There's no way this could go wrong. They have a plan. So I have a picture M4, oh, hey there. Okay. Do you not recognize this man? Oh my god, is that... It's Tom um, Lank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Holy shit, how did I not... I don't know, it was so obvious that it was Tom how Lank. How did I not see it was Tom Lank? It's like, it's insanely obvious. And they're gonna bring him back, too. He's in oh, vamp man. face the entire time. Whenever somebody's in vamp he face is. the entire time, they are fair game. Yeah, that's true. That's why Zach's coming back, remember? Uh, no, but that's fine. <laughs> Who was Zach? Zach was... <laughs> Was he the kid at prom? The serial killer vampire man. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's Tom Lang. He even gets lines. Like, he uses his Tom Lang voice to say the lines. Holy Jesus. <laughs> how did I not even see? The side shot, it is so much more obvious to me. Because you have Cause, a yeah, full-on shot. Eventually found, I would have eventually found that name. But yeah, from the front, like, it's all makeup in the front, right? And his from hair the side, is it sort very, of goes into. like, not Tom Lanky. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right, though. I think it is more obvious from the side. But yeah, this picture, I was like, this is so clearly Tom Link. <laughs> Holy shit, how did I not I notice that? So, Tom Link will be back yeah. in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, maybe in season six. Maybe. Uh, he features in a couple of other Joss things. I think he's in Cabin in the Woods. He's the, the intern, right? Yes. Or like the temp? Yes. Yeah. And then he's... I know him from, what is the the Shakespeare thing? Mm, right, yeah. When they did, uh, whichever one that is. Twelfth Night? Fuck. No. No. <laughs> Whatever fucking Shakespeare. Yeah, that's Shakespeare thing yeah. that they did. It was great. <laughs> Much Ado. Much, Much Ado about ado. nothing. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what Fuck. it was. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, yeah, he was in that and he's great in that. So, wow, Tom Lank. There he is. Good times. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> I'm going to point you to... <laughs> Canadian tuxedo. So I've called this tuxedo neck. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's the same picture. Pretty much. Oh, we got the same picture. Except Yay. I've captured Joyce's turtleneck. I like that you also <laughs> included tuxedo because <laughs> Buffy's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. Obviously. She's obviously wearing a Canadian tuxedo, but turtlenecks With never die. A pink shirt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Buffy has also got a pink shirt showing her midriff. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, under the jean jacket on top of the jeans and, the and you're like the tiniest belt what are these belts oh man what are these belts <laughs> they're so small they're fashion i understand that they're not holding any pants up tiniest belt that, that's a weird way for that thing to swing and her pants are so high 
but not as high as her shirt. Actually, I saw that today. Someone with really high waisted pants, and then their shirt came down to just that level. Oh, this is a and thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa!" <laughs> it's absolutely. I was a at thing. my workplace. It was insane. You work with hipsters, though, so yeah, that's it's true. Fine. <laughs> So yeah, Buffy's wearing this Canadian tux, complaining about Don because of who course, even cares? I don't care what anyone's saying in this episode. <laughs> blah blah blah, uh, babysitting, blah, and blah, blah. Xander comes over oh. to babysit Don. Uh, oh, sorry. Before that, Don's like, "I don't need a babysitter. I'm 14." And then they suggest Xander, and she's like, "Okay." And you're like, "Oh no, no." So this crush, and that's what it is that she has on Xander. Mm-hmm. It's. It's just like the innocent teenage crush. That's all it is. I started off hating it until I saw Xander from Don's perspective. Right. Like, because you do see a shot of Xander looking up at him and it's emphasizing all the goofy, fun guy to hang around with stuff that makes him really great, actually, when he's not being gross. And I was like, oh, no. You know what? I can see that. This is, yeah. And it's this all the things, thing it's all the stuff she says about how Xander doesn't make her feel like a kid, which is how everyone else mm-hmm. makes her feel. He just is like, yeah, you're a cool person to hang out with, just like everyone else. Maybe she's not super on board or on track with saying that he's got it all figured out because he <laughs> dropped or he didn't go to college <laughs> and he's working as a construction worker now. That's such a teenage girl thing to do. Oh my God. <laughs> it actually hurts me a little bit how accurate that is. <laughs> It's just that thing of this person that I have a crush on has zero flaws and I'm going to explain mm. away anything mm-hmm. that could be misconstrued as a flaw. And of course, Xander's not the only one showing up. <laughs> Anya's also here. And how do we think Don feels about Anya? Oh, that Don is not happy that Anya came to. Oh. Anya's not good with Anya. children. <laughs> no. <laughs> what does she call Don? Hello there, little girl. <laughs> it's not flattering. No. And yeah, uh, Dawn hates her so much and it's so good. I love it. Anya winning at the game of life is one of my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> She's burdened with all this cash that she can't spend. <laughs> tiny, tiny She's pink got children. All these children. Yeah. <laughs> She's got this awful husband. <laughs> oh yeah, she, uh, she's doing really well there i really like that so just point of order from a meta perspective what is dawn doing here like because i'm assuming that she is attempting to capture some of the or like connect more with some of the demographic that was watching the show at the time because it would be a lot of girls around dawn's age that's interesting i don't know like if they've ever said this is why we did this i like your read on it And, like, the reason that is given later for why, like, the in-show reason for why this was done makes a lot of sense in that context, but, like, it's a lot to dump on the audience. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if part of it is just, uh, let's let's fuck with everybody. (laughs) So part of it is that, but I've got to figure that, yeah, you're introducing a 14-year-old girl to a... TV show that is primarily watched by 14-year-old girls or 12-year-old girls, maybe? And you meant to get someone who is 12? Like, Yeah, that's yeah. true. And uh, yeah, they're doing it at a point when Buffy really... You, it's hard to connect with her if you're a teenager because she's in college now. And oh, that's true. Oh my god, they were even trying to figure out what Buffy was doing because she went to college and the 
audience didn't. The vast majority of them probably didn't. Yeah. And so now you have another person that maybe you relate to a bit more. Although, like, why? Why make her so annoying if that's what you want? (laughs) Good question. Because I have always been annoyed by Dawn. I was a teenager. (laughs) And I did not like Dawn. Fair. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, you know, might noodle on that a little bit. So uh, Tara and Willow have a new place. Mm-hmm. Right, so, okay, they've moved in together. Mm-hmm. How long have they been dating? Mm, half a year, maybe? Something like Generously. that? <laughs> it's very generous, yeah. I like that we haven't seen any classes yet, so I'm assuming this is all happening pre-classes, even though this is airing in October. We're really gonna get away from the whole <laughs> college thing this season. <laughs> Oh, interesting. We, Again, we did that. Sort of showing up this theory that, like, we did college. Yeah. It didn't work out. We need to introduce this Dawn character who's not in college. Well, because that draws Buffy back home. Yeah. That gives Buffy a very legitimate reason to have to be at home because she's got this pesky sister that she has to watch. Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, Tara and Willow are doing some unpacking. Tara's talking about how hard it is to be an outsider and how she sort of, like, knows what Dawn's going through. And Willow's like, no, you? (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't minimize Tara's feelings at all. (laughs) Willow does say that Tara's one of the good guys, which sets Tara off to some extent. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. It's that thing that Hmm. they sort of hinted at last season. Right. And then Tara be afraid of a spell that finds demons to zero amount of accuracy but still for plot reasons maybe and then in restless tara says something like you don't know everything about me Uh, sure listen that's pretty fucking vague yeah it's vague any person could have said that They're not, they haven't forgotten, I guess is the, the key thing here. And it is Good. going to be this season that this is going to pay off. Excellent. Good. Because <laughs> goodbye, Oa is not the place. <laughs> Fucking goodbye, Oa. Neither the place nor, nor the time. Yeah, no. Then Buffy and Rifi have a walk, and Rifi is not like super on Buffy's side about this whole Sun AM thing. <laughs> And I called it a Sun AM thing, and then I was kind of like, that implies that it's more of like a temporary situation than it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Buffy does call out that Dawn treats being a kid as like the hardest thing in the world, and you're like, yep, she is laying it on incredibly thick with that this episode. That's, that is what kids do generally, though. Right? Yeah, they always kids think are the worst. They always think that everything is going to be better when they're an adult, and they're so wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> The amount of Lego that I can buy, I've got so many Nerf guns. I've got my VR set up, so I'm jacked in and thus alive now. (laughs) That's true, you were not alive before. Things are a lot better for David as an adult than they were as a child. You know, you're not wrong. How many different kinds of tea do I have? Did I buy yarn off the internet yesterday? You know I did. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, 80? (laughs) Shit, these are my accomplishments. (laughs) I mean, no, it's good because I've like regressed or, you know, just stayed as a 12 year old boy and you've gone hard in the opposite direction. That is what you described. Lego and video games. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got the best Lego and the best video games. 12 year old you would stupid be proud. Yarn. I used you to, would be very proud. I used to knit and drink tea when I was 
a teenager as well. So (laughs) it's too cool. Stop it. I can't (laughs) listen to it. I would sit in my rocking chair. Oh, good times. All right, so Harmony's plan. It's going to be good. It's going to be scary. It's going to be amazing. The fact that she has a plan, yeah, it's really going to be great. Rock through the window, and I'm like, oh, that poor Summer's house, man. Is there a single piece of glass that hasn't been replaced in the last year? Like, how many times did Angel think a window was open, and he was just (laughs) wrong? (laughs) He just (laughs) crashes. I just want little, like, you know the bird cutouts? I want those, but it's a vampire cutout, like silhouette in black. And they're just stuck to every window. Because uh, fucking Angel just keeps breaking all the windows. Because he's like a sparrow. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yes, there is a note wrapped around this rock. And, like, what? Buffy come out and die. And, like the die has a smiley face <laughs> over the eye. So good. Uh, well, if we can take a quick look at Harmony's gang oh, that I've titled Boy Band. It is a boy band gang. So you got Tom Lank. <laughs> that that guy in the back is humongous. Oh yeah. What is he? Mort? Mort, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. He's got a baseball bat, but we got like two axes, a baseball bat, and just one guy is it Tom Link has a chain? <laughs> just like a really big fake looking chain. At this point in the episode, I thought to myself, why are they following Harmony? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, excellent question, yeah. And part of it, I think. We have seen in the past that vampires don't really do a lot of planning for themselves. No. And they, they do seem to be prone to, like, following the person who has decided to be the leader without yeah. too much, like, backlash uh, for whatever reason. This is about the level of incompetence that you need to demonstrate in order for vampires to leave your gang. Yeah. And, yeah, it's prodigious. So the entire plan was to call Buffy out. Yep. She's not home. No. That doesn't work. Shucks. And you are not cool enough. So Xander instead just starts making fun of them through the open doorway. Because <laughs> fuck you, vampires. Can't come in. Unless. Unless. <laughs> Don fucks up and invites Harmony in. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Buffy gets really mad at Don about this and... All they have to do is reseal the house. Like, it's not a hard thing to do. Xander mentions that they literally did this last week. I think she's more mad at the fact that Don knew it was certainly a vampire. It's so And made this idiotic mistake of... Yeah. And again, in the context of what the show is gaslighting us to believe, Don has lived with this vampire thing well, I think Buffy says her whole life, but that's untrue. But for the last couple of years. The last couple yeah. of years. Because presumably when Joyce found out, Dawn also Around found out. Around that time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's really not that hard. Even Xander managed to not fuck this up. And Dawn, of course, is right there. Right fucking there. And a lot of this is very unfair to Dawn. Like, the writers <laughs> are doing her a disservice by yes. making her say this and then later making her run out of the house. Oh my god, yeah. She's just so dumb and whiny and self-centered in this episode. And it makes her unlikable. This is the first one. Like, (laughs) this is how we meet this character. You can't 
do it. It's hard to shake this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a first impression and they count and like, sure, maybe our first impression is formed in the first 30 seconds, but maybe that's also reinforced by the next 40 minutes. Yeah. Dawn's going to have the opportunity to grow as a character. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's going to be in this season so much. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, yeah, Best. we'll see. We'll, we'll see how we feel at the end, but at the beginning, we do not feel good. Again, it's the writers just doing her a major disservice that they don't need to do. It's the same thing that they do to Tara, where yeah. I just have this dislike of Tara that is born out of Tara's lack of personality. But that's because they don't give her anything to do. Yep. She still hasn't done shit. Like, she has not demonstrated a personality of any kind. She's mostly just around to be there because Willow is there. I did like (sighs) when she went outside to sort of, you know, keep Dawn company and Mm. talk to her about the fact that there was a dead body inside the magic box. And then they have a thumb war and that's cute. And it was cute. It was. And you're like, this is more than Tara's gotten to do on her (laughs) own ever, I think. Ever before. Yeah. So Spike runs into Harmony, and a fun time was had by all. A sexual tension time was had by all. <laughs> a little bit, he who just, can say, tomato, tomato. He just stand, stands so close to everyone. Mm, <laughs> he has no mm-hmm. concept of personal space. God, no. So he is a vampire beater-upper now, basically. You might call him a slayer of vampires, mm, in a way. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Does he slay many vampires or does he just hit them a lot because it's funny? No, he's, I'm pretty sure he's killing folks. Mm, fair. But yeah, he uh, gives Harmony an idea for a slightly better plan <laughs> by telling her that she shouldn't do that thing that has been tried so many times, kidnapping one of Buffy's friends and using them as bait. Well, he he mocks her as if, like saying, oh, I bet your plan's just this. And she's like, Pfft. I have a way better plan than that. <laughs> it's exactly that, yeah. Well, now that's her plan. And she had no she, plan Yeah, before. she stole it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love Harmony. Oh, God, I love Harmony. She's very fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she scamps away at the end. Uh, yeah. Do you want to get into our third segment? Oh, boy. <laughs> Lady and the Scamp. He's a tramp, but they love him. Breaks a new heart every day. He's a tramp, they adore him, and I only hope he'll stay that way. (laughs) That's so good. Who's the ultimate scamp, you know? Is it Spike? Is it Harmony? At this point, I think it's Harmony, because Spike is too much of a good guy to be a scamp anymore. Spike is basically Willie the Snitch at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy shows up, punches him a bunch, and then he gives her information. Then she leaves. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Oh, my God. That's exactly the scene that they have in his crypt. (laughs) Yeah. No, he is really the snitch. No, Harmony's fully the scampiest person around. She just gets off scot-free. Everything she does. (laughs) Everything. It's so good. She runs away from several people that wanted to kill her. Absolutely. But we're just too distracted killing each other. Oh, classic. Uh, Yeah, it's great. Anyway, then Buffy wins the Sister of the Year Award Mm. with a runner-up in the compassion category. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She's pissed. She's really mad. Yeah. 
And I understand that she she lashes out in anger and it was mm-hmm. wrong, blah, blah, blah. But she has to know that Don can hear her. Right. It's not that big a house. No, no. Yeah. So Don runs outside and gets tote snatched. Yeah. And then, ooh, Anya tries to help her, but <gasps> gets kicked back and hits her head. Oh my God, guys. This is serious it's business. It's so serious. Head wounds are so serious. She has to go to the hospital. She doesn't even get knocked out and it's super serious. Yeah, she's just woozy and they're like, we have to call an ambulance. You got and hit you're like, on the head, Anya. <laughs> why do you keep just wildly veering back and forth on this show? How are you doing this? What was the purpose, do you think, of Giles always getting knocked out initially? Humor? Like, maybe raising the stakes? I don't know. Maybe? Take Giles out of the fight because he's getting in the way? (laughs) It seems like a dramatic thing to have happen and they weren't really thinking about it. They must not have been. It just... I guess, yeah, uh, just take him out of the fight so that he can't try to go in there, which is the same reason it happens to Xander a couple times. It's just such a strange crutch. Yeah. What do we do with Giles? Oh, I don't know. Just knock him out. (laughs) Hey, it only happened in like a third of the first <laughs> season <laughs> episodes. I am sad that our concussion count has come to a... Stagnated. Yeah. yeah. Screeching halt. Screeching halt. Absolutely. Hashtag Amy Rat has also come to a screeching halt. Oh man, halt. that... When, when was the last one of those? Okay, I'm looking it up. Amy Rat. The real question is, have we even seen the rat that episode since something blue so we saw in doomed yes we saw oh, her in doomed okay oh because that's she... last time so season four episode 11 oh boy yeah oh, poor amy rat boy amy rat it's not going well for her how long do rats live for when they're amy rat yeah a while i guess i don't know yeah does she have an unnaturally long rat life better hope so she is just or basically scabbers right at this point yeah like surely willow could fix her at any time any time she wanted she is much more powerful than amy used to be yeah oh much more so yeah buffy goes and willie the snitches spike a little bit punches him a bunch and he tells her what she wants to know about where harmony is harmony starts complaining about her life to sun am <laughs> And then, uh-oh, vampire mutiny. The other vampires seem a lot more evil than Harmony. She's very intent <laughs> on her plan. And they make a good point that Dawn does not need to be alive for the plan yeah. to work. And, but it's not part of the plan yeah. to kill her right, right. now. Right, so then Harmony's like, no, we can't kill her. That wasn't the plan. Right. I fucking love it when Buffy shows up and Harmony's just like, So Slayer, at last we meet. So good. Oh, it's so good. Her like. So Spike put it best, I think, when he says that her attempt to be this super villain is just adorable. That's it's so, it's cute. so cute. Oh my god. Uh, it's yeah. I really love it's it. It's so great. So dumb. So absolutely <laughs> stupid. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, Harmony scamps away, and then Buffy stakes the big mort vampire with a merry-go-round unicorn because of course unicorns are in ample supply ample around Harmony's supply, lair. yeah which honestly if you're a vampire unicorns are really dangerous super dangerous, so dangerous. Holy dangerous. Shit. make sure not to have anything that's made of wood certainly no. ceramic ones are okay yeah. but no wooden ones 
bad idea. But yeah, the day is saved. Dawn is saved. The tension is not necessarily settled with Dawn, but sure. They do have a bit of a nice moment when they could both tell on the other one. (laughs) Well, they they choose not to because then they would be revealed, I suppose. (laughs) And what do you think happens to snitches, Michaela? Do they get a reward? No, the opposite. They get stitches. Oh, no. After the stabbing is what's implied there. The stabbing? Oh, no. Yeah, not just stitches. Stitches are the better part of that, in fact. That's sort of a reward for being stabbed. (laughs) No. That's... hmm. I have problems with that. And then, fucking finally, Giles opens the magic box, and you're like, yes. How bored were you last year? I've watched Passions with Spike. Incredibly accurate. I wrote fucking finally two times in caps in my notes. <laughs> Not No joke. Uh. honestly, and they're like, hey, I wonder if there's any training space. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You, but you can't show it because it's the thing that we saw earlier. You can show in this it later when we've forgotten know. that it was the thing we saw. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Honestly, though, uh, the idea of Giles and Spike finally. watching Passions together makes oh, me delightful. so happy. <laughs> Mm, absolutely yeah that's great it's just the concept that he didn't have the magic box <sighs> until all now of last season yep oh it's so rough man so rough yep finally got it though everything's right in the world i did love seeing that establishing shot where it goes through the whole place mm-hmm. and i got that nostalgia again because i do know this space fairly well and like i'm like yeah that's the counter that's where They usually sit in the big round table. And yeah, I know where the training space is out back. That's great. Yeah, because they're absolutely going to spend most of their time here. This is the new library. Certainly not in the college anymore, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... Oh, because... Right. Because last season, a bunch of the, like, in the college shots were just in that one frat house that's now condemned? (laughs) Probably. Or in Buffy and Willow's room, which clearly does not need to exist where is Buffy going to live? Is she staying at home? That was not discussed. I'm assuming she's staying at home. Because Willow's clearly living with Tara. Where does Riley live? <laughs> <laughs> Buffy does live at home again now, right? That's a thing. But they were... I think that they made it clear last episode that it was for the summer. Hmm. Be- yeah, they did, yeah, right? They made a whole point of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> what? The, where? Hmm. What? I'm disturbed that you seem to not know this. <laughs> I think this is where Buffy lives now, from my recollection. Last last season, or last, sorry, last episode, they were very clear. They made it sound like Buffy was on her way to the other place she was planning to live. (laughs) Well, they retconned the shit out of that, I guess. They're like, wait, we don't actually have another set? Fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, good times. Well, Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? I enjoy some of the things that happen. From a mostly Giles perspective. Right. And I love Harmony, actually. And having all this Harmony makes me very happy. I could do without all the Dawn stuff. That's exactly my feeling. It's a lot of fun little vignettes of characters that we know that are strung together to make it clear how how Dawn knows them. Yes. And it's just that much worse for having her voiceover through the entire thing, complaining about being... A 14-year-old girl. And, oh man, yeah, that's rough. (laughs) The writing for everyone else is spectacular, though. On point. Yeah, Anya's great. Xander is perfection Perfection, yes! This is what Xander should be. And it really seems like 
they, and I was feeling this way last episode too, where people sound a lot more like they've really found their voice. Yes. And that makes me very happy because, yeah, last year was really the Buffy Willow show. Mm -hmm. I think the production values have all just stepped up another notch. It does too, seem like they nice have more see. money. Yeah. I mean, who knows what those gold pants cost, right? <laughs> I mean, they're made of gold. Right. So that sounds really expensive. <laughs> what do you think our good friend Taylor Kingston oh, made of this episode? I have no idea. They're like, there's two options, right? Teeks right. either fucking loves Dawn or hates uh -huh. her with a burning passion. Okay. And I. What if I told you that it's option C? <gasps> Teeks is lukewarm on Dawn? Uh, what do you think this one's called? Oh my god. If Teeks doesn't mention Dawn in this review. It's, she's mentioned. Okay. She's mentioned several times. The one with Buffy's sister? Mm, incorrect. Try an entirely different tack. <laughs> the one with Harmony's vampire gang. The one where Harmony tries to kill Buffy. Okay. That's... So this, Michaela, <laughs> this is a review that speaks to my heart. This is a classic teeth review that in a way that I just cannot capture, really. Because, like, this is what made me fall in love with teeths in the first place. It's a, it's a bonkers review that, like, has so little to do with what actually happens and grossly, grossly misrepresents the episode as a whole. And I love it. Top to bottom, I am delighted with it. So, yeah, the one where Harmony tries to kill Buffy, you almost correctly guessed that Don basically doesn't feature in this review. That's insanity. That's insanity. She's mentioned several times. Like, it's just Don, Anya, and Xander at home and when Harmony shows up to call Buffy out. And, you know, after Buffy yells at Don, she runs out of the house and gets taken by one of Harmony's minions. And, like, she's there. But Teex has really missed the, the central piece of this yeah. which is that dawn is a new character and like or oh fuck this went a level deeper oh no because teeks is doing the exact same thing to us that the show oh, is doing oh he's gaslighting us teeks is just yeah he's assuming that we all know who, who dawn is and he's just accepting her as part of the episode uh -huh. and you're like oh fuck okay yeah i love it so oh, many geez. it works on so many levels uh. and yeah this uh. entire thing is just like Harmony wants to kill Buffy, as most vampires do. Harmony gets minions, throws throws rocks through the window. Harmony gets annoyed that Buffy's not there. Dawn, or Harmony accidentally gets in when Dawn invites her in, and then she gets kicked out. Buffy laughs at Harmony's minions. <laughs> then she finds out her little sister invited her in. She gets furious, and yeah, th like this is this is it, and it ends with eventually Buffy tracks them down and kills everyone except Harmony because Harmony ran away. And doesn't, <laughs> just misses the mark so hard or perfectly hits the mark. But you have to think about it for a while. Oh, it's so many levels. <laughs> it's too many levels for me. Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Apparently doesn't mind Don in any way. This is like a 7.5, I think. Something like that. I can see Teeks being very Team Harmony because Harmony is so fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely Team Harmony. So but this is... <laughs> An episode that garners things like a 4 out of 10 titled, Ugh, Dawn. A 7 out of 10 saying, I love Donnie, which is, wow. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. A great tribute to writers and cast that Dawn really does seem to fit right in. Fuck that, Ugh. man. 
It's jarring. Yeah, uh, it, it, like, it, it is jarring. There's no way to do it that isn't going to be jarring. Sorry, there's a 4 out of 10 titled Ugh, Don, and a 5 out of 10 called Ugh, Don. <laughs> that's the that's the only appropriate noise. Ugh. By entirely different people yeah. and separated by four years. Oh, hilarious. Maybe that second person was just like, I can build upon that. Yeah, for sure. Buffy jumps the shark. Wow, yeah. Whoa, holy some... fuck. That is, that's strong. <laughs> there's some unkind words here. At least we got four very special seasons of wonderful writing. <laughs> wow! Oh, man. That is unkind. Yeah. Is... In a last-ditch effort to save their dying show. Holy shit. Jeez. Jeez. And okay, so, anyway, like, this is I did not something... mind the episode that much. This is something that they had been planning for two years. Oh, yeah. Right? They knew about this. Like, Little Miss Muffet counted down from 730. Yeah. This was fully planned. It's not a last ditch anything. <laughs> Very angry. I think Harmony wins this episode. Yes. Oh, God, yes. In in thematic ways more than anything else, yeah. because none of her plans work properly. Like, just none of them do. I appreciate that she's trying to be a strong, independent woman, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. She shows Spike that she is still serious about that. She's not gonna just go right back to him. She may have a new man now. Any one of these four fine gentlemen could be her new man. She's an entrepreneur. She started her own mm. business. <laughs> yeah. Harmony's great in this. Giles, I'd say runner-up because oh. he finally fucking figures out what's going on. Oh, that's tough, actually. Yeah. Oh, this like, is... Giles actually wins. This is such a Harmony's win for Giles. Just... <laughs> Harmony's just there having a good time and getting away with it. Which is very fun. Yeah. Giles wins on like a really personal level though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's the best outfit from this episode? As if I don't know. I mean, I'm on I'm very conflicted. Oh yeah. I'm very conflicted. Because there Actually, are those gold no. pants. Mm. Right. Yeah, those gold pants. But Joyce and her Right, fucking... you gotta give it to Joyce and her shawl pin nonsense and the fact that all of this was happening over a leopard print button-up shirt just oh. delighted me to no end good lord i was so yeah. happy with it so happy so, so angry about everything that's happening in that shot it's glorious oh no couldn't even deal all right well that wraps up what was that called real me yeah whatever <laughs> What's coming up next time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The next episode is called The Replacement. Okay. And it will be Xander-centric. Oh, all right. I don't think I remember anything about this episode. The Netflix thumbnail confuses me greatly. Interesting. Because I think it's just a shot from the opening credits that they have managed to get as a thumbnail. Oh. It's Xander staking the uh, oh. girl who came back from the dead. Yeah, no, that's like from season two or something. Yeah. Teresa, the red shirt. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, mauve shirt. Yeah. Mauve shirt, right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it is Teresa. Yeah. She gets killed by Angel and then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm pretty sure that thumbnail's just from the opening credits. I was like, are they going to revisit that somehow? Uh, no. That'd be cool. I don't know why on earth that's the thumbnail. <laughs> we've been very, like, we've noticed a lot of times that the thumbnails for things make zero sense. I mean, that's the Netflix one. Oh, I guess actually, no, the Netflix ones are pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, do wonder, <laughs> I haven't been paying too much attention to 
the IMDb. Oh, okay. For this one, it's just Dawn. Yeah. And that makes sense. I would say don't look at the next two. All right. <laughs> Probably for the best. Duly noted. Okay. Yeah. I will close that tab. Are we excited about the replacement? Yes. It's... Okay. Okay. Like, we are going to not resolve anything. I think that's a very strong word. But at least address the disservice that was done to Xander. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they get a Giles yeah. and then a Xander. <laughs> What the fuck happened last season that they couldn't do this? And then over a summer, they were like, okay, no, we've got some space at the start of next season, I guess. <laughs> Shove it in there. That's so fucking They felt weird. bad, so. I guess, yeah. yeah. They should. They should. Honestly. Absolutely have felt bad. Well, looking forward to that then. Until that happens, our listeners can always reach out to us on our Facebook page where all these pictures that we've been talking about will be posted. Those are also in the show notes. This episode's going up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. And if you'd like to talk to Mikhail or I personally, you can find us on Voxer, the walkie-talkie-esque chat app. Oh my god. I'm on there at Vox Machina. Michaela? <laughs> I'm on there at under, over, and out. Very nice. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no.